don't know about you, uh, but I really enjoy a road trip. So just driving around in a car, good snacks, uh, a good playlist that you put together, maybe the person you love or a good friend by your side. And something that I also additionally uh, enjoyed while driving uh, in America was some of the billboards that you would see on a road trip. You see things uh, in particular like fireworks or billboards about freedom or billboards about fake news. Just all the, you know, the major American topics. What I also love, uh, and if you know, you know, is that how they get that just that little bit crazier uh, the closer you get to Florida. <laughs> Billboards are designed just to grab your attention. They are meant to stick in your mind and they are trying to tell you something that the author or whoever's paid for uh, that billboard thinks is important. Uh, in our text today, I think we have one of the largest and brightest billboards in the Old Testament. Amazingly, as we turn once again and, and open the word of God together, we have the privilege of opening God's word. don't want you to miss just how special this is. Incredibly, over several thousand years, God has chosen to speak to the world, to his people, uh, to me and to you through his word. This would not have been lost on the people of God as they heard Moses say what we're going to read in Deuteronomy 18, verse 15 tonight. You'll see that uh, he promises to send one that will bring his word, one who must be listened to. So turn with me to one of the first books of the Old Testament, the book of Deuteronomy, where we see a repeating of the law of God given, uh, that was given in Exodus, as well as many reminders uh, for the people of God about who God is, how faithful he is, and how he has spoken to his people, and how they are to live. Uh, let me read our text, just this one verse for us, and then we're going to jump in just for a few minutes. Uh, so Deuteronomy 18, verse 15 says, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your brothers. It is to him you shall listen. So as we walk through the text, I, I think the main point uh, of this verse is that God's promises have been declared in his word and will never fail. God's promises have been declared in his word and will never fail. I think the passage shows us how this will happen through three points. And they are, the first one is God will raise. Number two is a prophet like me. And number three is listen to him. Number one, God will raise. Number two, a prophet like me. And the third point, listen to him. So let's look at that first point. God will raise. So we have the people of Israel here in our verse, in this passage. They are deep in the middle of a section uh, on what their leaders should look like. Their judges, their kings, their priests, their prophets. What is clear from the, the whole of the Bible is that God is sovereign over all things, at all times, and in every situation. Really, there was nothing today that surprised God, and there is nothing about tomorrow that will shock him. It is true of the injustice that you might have experienced at work this week from your boss. It's true of the diagnosis you received a few weeks ago, or that sin that you're planning for tomorrow, or even that baby that you aren't planning later this year. 
God knows. God sees and he cares. I wonder what do you think about God, who you imagine him to be, honestly, who you perhaps want him to be. So often we are guilty of ignoring uh, what we have for us in the word of God, of choosing to forget or really intentionally deleting certain scriptures that uh, maybe we do to, to suit and create a God that we are comfortable with. But honestly, and you know this, one that is not real, one that offends the one true living God. And that's really some of what this chapter is warning us against. Let me ask if you trust and believe the word of God. Do you trust and believe the word of God? If we do, then this changes everything. If you do, then this is where we get to know God, for this is what he has chosen to say about himself. This is how he reveals himself to us. This is his revelation. So friends, this word of God that you hold or that you're looking at, it's not just a rule book, although it does give us Christians a guide on how to live. And it's not just a crazy storybook from a a desert people from several hundred or several thousand years ago, although some of what we read really does sound crazy to us, does sound so different to us. And it really was written a long time ago. But we know that it is true. And it is for us today. No matter who you are and no matter where you're from. It is what God by his spirit uses to guide and train and encourage us as we live together. As we navigate living in today's world. This is why we're back here again tonight. This is why we have read and sing and pray and listen. We know that the word of the Bible is the word of God. And so here in this passage, Moses is comforting the people. Moses was the the leader of the people at this time. And he knows that he is just a man. He knows that one day he will die. And he's been used by God time and time again and here again to deliver the word of God. That's what a prophet does. And so in amongst uh, all these, these rules and comments that we see in these, in these central chapters uh, on how leaders should lead, we then have this comforting promise from God delivered and confirmed for us. Friends, the world is constantly searching for meaning and for truth. We see it all around us. I hear it every morning on the radio as I drive in to work. You see it all around us in music and culture, on social media. Hey, do what you want. Do what makes you happy. The answer is in you. You are the point. It's all about you. It's what the world will tell us time and time again. But over and over, God speaks and is clear that all of this, everything about your life, everything in this world is, is not about you. It's not about the person sitting next to you. It's all about him. He is doing the speaking. He is in control. He has called his people to live in a specific way. Beautifully, Emmanuel reminded us of this this morning. It is all for his glory. This verse, being like a billboard, as I said, points back and it also points forward. It relates to to how God gave the law and how Simply and utterly terrifying 
that event was for the people of God. It was so scary to their core, the, the sound, the visuals of it, that the people begged to, to always have a mediator. So here Moses is saying that God has kept his promise. And he's also saying that God will continue to do so. This brings us to our second point, a prophet like me, a prophet like me. So we know that it is God that will do the raising, for he is sovereign, that all of this is his grace towards this people. And Moses carries on. Look there at the text, he says, a prophet like me from among you, from your brothers. So immediately, straight away, we just see a couple of things going on. We see that there will be another one coming who did what Moses has done. We know that he will be like Moses and that he will come from the people of Israel. It really immediately begs the question for us, what was Moses like? To know more about this prophet that God will raise, we need to understand what Moses did. Well, Moses, he grew up in a house that was not his own. Over years and years, he studied and he grew in wisdom He avenged the oppressed and God used him to bring about a covenant with his chosen people despite them rejecting him and questioning his position and authority. And they even turned to other gods in their rebellion. All of this you can read for yourself in Exodus and Deuteronomy. And there as I was saying that I hope you begin to hear some of the similarities there to someone else. Obviously I've simplified and summarized a little bit but God but Moses was God's chosen man the one bringing the word of God to the people he was a covenant mediator and one who in the new testament there in in Acts 7 Stephen describes him as the ruler and redeemer he was the one who led the people of God from slavery to freedom and as the one who brought the word of God he refers to himself as a prophet and what is This prophet saying here, he's not just announcing that another prophet is coming or even a line of prophets. Wonderfully, and if you look back in Deuteronomy, and this was uh, held up all through the Old Testament, true prophets could only be judged on two things. What they said, was it in accordance with the word of God? And secondly, did what they say come to pass? Well, reading this, we know more than the Israelites that he was speaking to. We know that Samuel and David and other prophets all followed Moses. We know that he was a true prophet. So we know that there are other prophets coming. But importantly, Moses is saying that God will raise another prophet like me. So for the people of God, this person became known as the prophet. But importantly, he is a prophet like Moses. This sets this coming prophet apart from uh, those various men that God would use to speak in those coming centuries. It's only really David who even comes close to doing what Moses did. I don't know about you, but I'm particularly excited this year for the release of the new Oppenheimer film. I do love uh, a Christopher Nolan epic uh, with all of the, the twists and turns, something like Interstellar is one of my favorite films. And all of these things happening, uh, a big reveal over some sort of epic soundtrack. Friends, really, as, you, as I've studied this, this week, as we consider what is going on here, 
and how Josh reminded us of this morning. I hope you're beginning to see that really nothing that we can create, whether that's the books you love or the movies you watch or even the songs that you sing, the poetry that you enjoy, nothing compares to the planning, the detail, the the links, the twists and turns and really the, the glory that we see in the Bible. With every generation that passed, there would have been some within this community of God's people there on, on New Year's Eve or Old Year's Night that will have said, is it this year? They will have turned to each other and said, maybe he's going to come this year. When's he coming? I really hope it's this year. They knew that excitement. They had that anticipation of this Messiah, this Christ that was coming. You see, the whole world was groaning with expectation of the arrival of this promised prophet, this covenant keeper, this suffering servant, this righteous ruler. This is why, as we heard this morning, when a boy in Bethlehem, who from the root of Jesse and the city of David, one coming with signs and wonders, John 1 is clear. One, not just bringing the word of God, but who was the word of God. The word became flesh, the text says, for the the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. The prophet, the one, the Messiah, was not Samuel or David or even John the Baptist. It is Jesus Christ. And as one, not just like Moses, but greater than Moses, we see that the, the name prophet contains so much and doesn't really fully explain who he was, as Josh wonderfully explained this morning. Jesus has come to bring freedom to people, to, to lead and redeem a people to himself from uh, this people, like Moses said, but wonderfully also from the nations, as God promised to Abraham. Only he can do this, friends, because only he is God. Only Jesus is the Christ. This leads us to our Short, final point and conclusion. Listen to him. So as the people here in our text, as they consider the past and now they look forward to the future, they are receiving a promise that God will continue to speak, will continue to be with his people. What a great hope this is for them. And wonderfully for us standing here today, like all of these other promises and prophecies that we read in the Old Testament, we know they've come to pass. From Abraham to Moses, on through Joshua and Samuel and David and all these prophets, these priests, these kings, these rulers, everyone finds their fulfillment. Each of these roles and these reigns find their completion in the coming of God to his people through the incarnation, through Jesus Christ. Jesus has come, as promised, to fulfill the promises of God, to have a people for himself, as you even see tonight, from many tribes, from every tribe and every tongue and every nation. Christ left heaven and perfection because he loves the people of this world, those that have sinned against him. That's those who have got it wrong. And those that have rejected and rebelled against him, Jesus has come so that many sinners will be saved. Saved from sin. Saved from the punishment it brings, the wages it has. That is death. 
Moses led his people through the deep waters, doing what seemed impossible, defeating the enemy. And in the same way, Jesus went first through the depths of death, leading and saving his people, doing what they could not do on their own, making a way for them and bringing them safely to the other side. Jesus has come, friends. This is a great encouragement for us. And Jesus has spoken. And Jesus has died. Jesus is risen. Through him we have the new covenant initiated and completed. What a comfort this is if you're a Christian here tonight. God keeps his promises. Gives them to us in his word. You can see them. You can read them. And you can see their completion And their fulfillment in Jesus Christ. Moses was right and I just love how the NIV translates the end of verse 15. It says you must listen to him. All of these promises are fulfilled in Christ. The Messiah has come. God has raised one up from this people. And it is only he that can save you. No one else can. Come to him. Listen to him. Follow him. Trust him.